Suns over the Lakers, 111-94, the final score. 28-15 and 15 on the season are the Lakers. Uh, tough road ahead, Laker fans. This might be a tough stretch. Might be the toughest stretch we have all season long, obviously, because now you're adding LeBron James out of the mix. And, uh, you know, you, you take a quick look, and this is a kind of a snapshot of what's to come. Lakers got to play perfect basketball. You cannot shoot from the three-point line. If you're going to win games like this, uh, you can't shoot 20% from the three-point line. You can't go 5 of 25. You can't leave nine shots, nine points on the free-throw line. Lakers uh, 19 of 28 from the free-throw line, only 41% from the field. So when I say you got to play perfect basketball, this isn't breaking news. This is just the position that the Lakers are in right now. They're in an incredibly tough spot, and as much as – THT can chip in and Kuz and um, and Markeith Morris and Dennis Schroeder, still not enough. Wesley Matthews got to be there. KCP's got to be there. When Marcus Gasol comes back, Markeith Morris, you're Alex Caruso, you pretty much got to have your team play flawless basketball over this stretch here. And if not, you know, you might be in a lot of games. You might be trailing by eight or ten points like they were to the Suns, and you're always trying to play catch up. Uh, let me throw out the phone number real quick. 877-710-ESPN. Um, feel free to give us a call. Give us your thoughts on the game. You could also hit me on Twitter, at Alan Sliwa. Uh, let's do this real quick. I do want to go to Lakers head coach Frank Vogel. Get his thoughts on this uh, on this game specifically. And then um, I want to spend some time also talking about the starting lineup and a big date coming up this Thursday, the NBA trade deadline. Here's Lakers head coach Frank Vogel. Hey, Frank, what are your initial takeaways from uh, the way that you're going to have to play in this as long as LeBron and AD together remain out? Uh, I'm optimistic. You know, I think our guys really fought tonight. We didn't shoot the ball that well, but I, th I thought we competed uh, at a very high level. And, um, you know, it's going to take a little time, for, you know, as we adjust uh, you know, to figure out where the shots are coming from and, you know, what our, our new identity is going to look like. Uh, but we're going to play within our system and, uh you know, I was just proud of how our guys competed on the second night of a back-to-back in a tough circumstance. Frank, a little bit along the lines of what you just talked to with LeBron and AD, of course, are going to create different types of shots, and you would, in theory, more open shots, uh, of course, right? That's why they are who they are. How is that? How do you make up for that within the same system? Uh, you know, well, we have uh, we have actions that we run for each guy, you know, and they know how to attack and, and read, the, read the situations, read the defensive situations they're going to encounter. And, um, you know, we want guys staying uh, ultra-aggressive in the catch-and-shoot game at the three-point line, and uh, we got to punish overhelps. We just didn't shoot the ball that well from the perimeter tonight, but, um, like I said, proud of how we competed. Do you see this as an opportunity for Taylor in particular, Frank, to have the ball more in his hands to see, kind of push him to see what level that he can get to uh, as a playmaker? Well, it's a great growth opportunity. You know, um, he makes a lot of things happen off the balance, getting to the paint. Uh, it's not always perfect with his reads as a young player, but – you know, that's what you get with a young player. Uh, I just like his aggressiveness, and you know he's really going to grow during the stretch. Okay, next up we'll go to Dan Wykey, please. Hey, Frank. Um, I think you touched on this uh, maybe a week or so ago. Someone asked you it, but obviously it's murkier now. But as you guys move into this deadline, how much of, of, of kind of your evaluation of this team is based on sort of like what you've seen and how much of it is projection just based on what – this group could be if everybody was together and everybody was playing with continuity and stuff like that. And, I, and does that make it tough? That's no, both. You know what I mean? We haven't seen our, our whole group, uh, you know, together and healthy for, for long stretches. Uh, seems like a, you know, 
a long time ago since the beginning of the season when we had everybody in, 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 uh, in there. Um, so part of it will be drawn on that. Uh, but, you know, obviously you want to project what uh, we have going forward to. Okay, Kyle Goon, please. Hey, Frank, obviously, you know, it's a struggle with how many big guys you have out and, and Aiton had, had a good game. Um, you know, with Zion coming up on Tuesday, is there, are there tweaks you can make schematically or is it just a matter of, you know, you're going to just have guys just kind of battling against way bigger dudes and, and they're just going to execute as yeah. best as you know, our guys held their own against them, um, against DeAndre. We scored the ball back at him, um, you know. So, you know, I think we're, you know, with, like you said, with guys coming up, whatever team you're going to talk about, um, you know, there's ways to uh, make up for your size with double teams and, and you know, gang rebounding and whatnot. Um, you know, I thought Chris Paul and, and, and Booker's attention uh, freed up DeAndre as much as his size tonight. And, um, you know, it's something that you're going to see against a, a team like this that has that much firepower. So, you know, we'll, uh, we'll we'll game plan up each game uh, to figure out ways to minimize, you know, that disadvantage. Uh, take advantage of what we can on the other end, and um, you know, we'll, we'll win games. Okay, David Menman. Right, you said before the game that you'd like to use this time, um, however long LeBron's out, to give him a chance to mentally refresh himself. What's that going to look like? Will that be? perhaps him not accompanying the team to future road trips uh, or, you know, maybe you give him a day here to not necessarily have to be there for practice. Like how, how would you want him to take advantage of that, that opportunity to mentally refresh? Yeah. I don't think it's going to be about uh, being with the team. You know, I think it's, it's really just about, you know, a lot of, a lot of times guys will come out and, you know, Anthony gets hurt and it's like, okay, Anthony, you're, you're now assistant coach, Anthony come, you know, uh, you know, uh, let, let's be engaged. You see our coverage, you see stuff during the game, you know, let's, let's talk things out. And, um, you know, Brian's going to do that naturally, uh, you know, but I don't want him to feel like, you know, he's, he's got to, you know, be, be ultra engaged in, uh, you know, in, in every little thing that's happening with our guys out there, you know, um, you know, it's really just a, a matter of, of just taking his time to, to mentally take a break and recharge. We'll go with the last two. Um, Kahari Jones, please. Hey, what's going on, Frank? Uh, so obviously you want uh, LeBron and AD on the court, but would you uh, say that's the growth opportunity? Is a silver lining in all of this? Would you would you say that it's just an opportunity for big players to, you know, step up? Absolutely. You know, there's always a silver lining when key guys go out and, uh, you know, the, the extra opportunity that the guys are going to get um, you know, by those guys being out, you know, you, you learn more about them. Uh, from a coaching perspective, you have a, just have a better feel for uh, ways that you can get them in, involved and in positions to succeed on both sides of the ball. So, um, you know, definitely will be a silver lining when those guys return. Okay. And last question, Leonardo Torres, please. Hi coach. It's Leonardo Torres from Peru. Hope you're well. Coach, in LeBron and AD's absence, who should be the leader of the team? Well, we have multiple leaders. We want we want our guys to lead from every every chair in the room, you know. And uh, you know that's what uh, that's what we're going to look like. Obviously, Dennis Schroeder is going to be the head of the snake with the ball in his hands the most, um, you know, dictating some of the action. But you know, we've got a lot of veteran guys on this team that can lead, and uh, you know, we encourage our guys to lead from every chair in the room. 
All right, that's uh, Lakers head coach Frank Vogel right there. You know, one of the things he uh, started off by saying is the team fought hard. I, I don't think that's something that we're going to question at any stage until, you know, obviously the two main players come back for the Lakers and hopefully we get some more information as, as the weeks progress. Um, I don't think that's going to be an issue. The issue is not going to be what well, Caruso wasn't hustling or Montrez Harrell isn't giving the effort. I, I don't think that's ever going to be the, the case for the Lakers. What it's going to come down to now is trying to get accustomed to playing without LBJ. I'll just say without LBJ because I, I did feel like right before, after the break, Lakers start 4-0, you felt like they were just starting to get a little bit of a handle, a little bit of a handle of how to play without Anthony Davis, how they can still be effective without Anthony Davis. And now you're trying to do it, obviously, with LeBron James. That's nearly impossible to adjust to, um, but it's going to take some games. So the next one coming up against New Orleans probably becomes a little bit easier. Okay, now you know you know it's things are going to go through Dennis Schroeder. They're going to go through Montrez Harrell. Uh, Kuz will do what he can. We'll see if he goes back, uh, comes back off the bench, depending on you know if Marcus Gasol comes back. Tht is going to be there as well. But it's those other guys, uh, the Wesley Matthews, Markeith Morris, KCP's, Alex Caruso's. They're going to have to. Um, they're going to have to produce more. If the Lakers are going to win some of these games, they're going to have to produce more. Um, okay, we'll take some of your phone calls. We come back, 877-710-ESPN. We'll read off some of your tweets. Lakers lose to the Phoenix Suns, 111-94. to They're now 28-15 and on the season. They still have a one-game lead over the Clippers in the Western Conference. Stay right here. This is the Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. Caruso goes right side, Taylor Horton Tucker. Down the middle, all the way, throws it up, no good, rebound, loose. Here comes Phoenix into the front court. Abdul Nader, down the middle, all the way, throws it up, charging. Beautiful defensive play by Alex Caruso, who takes the charge, and the Lakers... We'll have the ball coming the other way. The defensive play of the game is brought to you by Adriana's Insurance. Win and save on your auto insurance, and only Adriana's Insurance can guarantee it. We give you more options, unique offers, and exclusive opportunities to get the coverage you need at the best price. Visit SaveWithAdrianas.com today. Adriana's Insurance, more options, no contracts, just savings. Uh, Lakers lose 111-94. Um, 28-15 now, as I mentioned, is their overall record. Had some momentum going. Obviously not a good weekend for the Lakers. You lose to the Hawks. You lose to the Suns. More importantly, you lose uh, LeBron James indefinitely. So we'll have to wait and see when LBJ does return. Um, there's a few things I want to get into, but before I do, let me squeeze in a quick phone call. If you want to be a part of the show, 877-710-ESPN. Solomon and Lake Balboa. Solomon, appreciate you calling in. What's going on? Thank you so much, man. I'm honored to be on tonight as always. A um, couple of things. You know, when you don't have stars man this is the type of game you get you get close but you just don't have that star power sometimes to just push you over the top 
And I also did want to mention, um, and you were so right when you were talking with Michael about um, LeBron, and I do believe the man has been extremely disrespected. 18 season and seasons and four MVPs. you got to name me another player that can take sometimes nobodies or at the best role players and take them to championships consistently. I can't. I don't think. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I can't, Solomon, you. and I and I appreciate sure. you calling in. You know, we we always have that. Uh, we have that conversation. Unfortunately, this is part of the game, right? Joel Embiid gets injured, and I think when he got injured, he's out two to three weeks. Then you have LeBron James now out out indefinitely. I hate that word, by the way. It just gives you you want as a fan. You know, you want to know. You want to. All right, when's that player coming back? And we have no idea, so none of us have a timetable. But that's part of the game, and it's so unfortunate for LeBron at age 36 years old because of what he was doing individually. Of course, we want the Lakers to win every game. Um, you know, it doesn't matter who's rocking the purple and gold. You're always cheering for the Lakers. Just think about what LeBron was doing for the Lakers this year. And I'm putting last season aside. You know, <laughs> is it kind of funny to say, forget about last season, the finals MVP, Lakers get championship number 17. But this year what he was doing, and many people thought he was leading the way for MVP. And, you know, obviously this is going to have an effect on it. Um, and Solomon mentioned something about, you know, the, these Laker players, they can fight and they could stick around in games. But that's what makes superstars superstars. They take you over the top. Lakers were making a run a couple different times against the Suns. And you saw Chris Paul would, would start waking up and be like, all right, give me the ball. Even if I don't score, I'm going to get somebody set up. He did that a couple times. And, um, they would take a eight-point Laker lead and get it back up to 12. Or Devin Booker would hit a big shot and gets it back up to 14. That's what stars do. We've seen LeBron do it all the time. We've seen Anthony Davis do it all the time. Um, if there's a positive here, let me find a positive. The positive is, you look at the box score for a quick second. THT, I want to see how many minutes exactly he played. Played 28 minutes tonight. Montrez played 34. Dennis Schroeder played 30. Uh, and Kyle Kuzma played 36. The positive I would say is this. By the time the Lakers get healthy, tomorrow will be 60 days away from the playoffs starting. So I was telling Michael, I'm like, Michael, what if what if they come back May 1st? Let's just, let's be extra cautious here. Let's say LeBron, Anthony Davis came back May 1st. Is that enough time? Is, is three weeks enough time to get you ready for the playoffs? Like three weeks, you don't need three weeks. The point that I'm trying to make is, I think a lot of these guys are getting valuable, valuable experience right now. You might say, well, Montrez, Dennis Schroeder, they don't need experience. These guys, one was a six-man of the year, one was runner-up. Why, why do they need experience? Just running the team, you know, where everybody's relying on those two players right now. You might have situations come playoff time where AD's got three fouls in the first half. They got to go to Montrez here. Montrez got to play big minutes. Um, things can happen. Predic predicaments can happen. If I'm trying to find a positive out of this stretch that the Lakers don't have the two best players in the world, what I would say is by the time the Lakers get healthy, damn, have they been tested all season with the Stars, without the Stars, with one of the Stars. Uh, role players have to step up. Guys got to come into the starting lineup that you know aren't typically in the starting lineup. Lakers, did you see their starting lineup tonight? I mean, starting lineup tonight for the Lakers, um, you had... Dennis Schroeder, KCP, Wesley Matthews, Markeith Morris, and Kyle Kuzma. That was the starting line. That's how beat up the Lakers are. Uh, Gasol, obviously, still not back as well. 
And for Laker fans out there that asked, I know I got a couple people hitting me on Twitter throughout the game as well, the situation with, with uh, Damian Jones. Um, it's very simple. The trade deadline is coming up this Thursday. And the Lakers did not want to use a roster spot on Damian Jones for now. You know, Coach said something pregame that I thought was very interesting. Coach basically said, listen, this guy did exactly what we needed him to do. He performed for the Lake Show, uh, grabbed some rebounds, got a couple block shots, contested plays where, you know, maybe he doesn't get credited for a block shot, but had an influence on the defensive side. That's exactly what the Lakers, uh, you know, obviously needed. You sign two 10-day contracts after two 10-day contracts, you're either on the roster or you're not. And the Lakers obviously did not use that roster spot for Damian Jones. So what it tells me is this, and Coach, you know, mentioned this as well, kind of see what happens over these next few days. Thursday is the trade deadline. That's it. Um, If, you know, these players that we've been throwing around their names a ton over the last month or so, Andre Drummond, LaMarcus Aldridge, just throwing out the common names that are out there, they're either going to get traded or they're going or they're going to be a part of the buyout market and some team's going to pick them up. So the only thing that I could take out of this is the Lakers feel like they can get a more influential player than uh, than Damian Jones. And, and maybe um, if all else fails, they can go back to him. I don't know how all that works, but what I will say is uh, – um, you know, obviously you missed his impact tonight because you're playing DeAndre Ayton. You already don't have Marcus All, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and kind of got to give credit to uh, what Damian Jones did for the Lakers in that short stint because I thought he was effective. So trade deadline comes up this Thursday, and now you can really keep an eye out to see. We saw P.J. Tucker and Trevor Ariza both go last week. One goes to Miami, one goes to the Milwaukee Bucks. The question is going to be now, Will the Lakers make a move? How much does the LeBron James injury now affect the Lakers and what their game plan was? Maybe before it was a small piece. Maybe now they're looking to get a bigger piece. I don't have the answers to it, but we're going to know by Thursday. Uh, Lakers lose to the Suns, 111-94. to I appreciate you guys tuning in. Stay right here. Uh, more of a breakdown here of the Lakers and Suns. Plus, we'll look a little bit towards the Pelicans game coming up on Tuesday and um, uh, we'll go from there. Stay right here. This is the Pizza Out Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 111.94, Lakers lose to the Phoenix Suns. Points in the Paint all season long is sponsored by Vista Paint. Right now, local residents can take 40% off on factory direct high-quality Vista Paint products. A Vista Paint team member will show you how locally owned, manufactured, and operated since 1956 Vista Paint. So Lakers lose the points in the paint battle 52-46. to 46. I thought actually that'd be a lot worse with DeAndre Ayton. Um, you know, look, this, this Suns team, maybe I'm, I'm, uh, I'm hesitant to give them too much credit because the Lakers, you know, obviously have not been healthy. They weren't healthy in the first matchup they had against the Suns. And certainly in this second go-around, 
pretty much didn't have anybody tonight. So with all that being said, it's you kind of have caution with some of these teams that you're playing in the Western Conference specifically because, like I just mentioned, I mean, how do you gauge the Lakers right now against the Suns based off of these two games? You can't. You just look forward to playing them again. And the next, I'm going to give you an example here. The next five games for the Lakers, you got the Pelicans, the Sixers, the Cavs, the Magic, the Bucks. Um, four of those games are at Staples Center. The only game they have on the road is against uh, the Pelicans. So what does that mean? It means that you got some winnable games. I mean, even with um, even with the amount of um, the 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 superstars being out of the mix, I think they can win. You know, a couple of those games potentially. Uh, Lakers right now, by the way, twenty eight and fifteen when they play New Orleans. New Orleans eighteen and twenty four. So it's not like the Pelicans. Yes, they got young, exciting players, but it's not like they're a powerhouse by any stretch of the imagination. All right, one eleven ninety four. Uh, Talon Horn Tucker. A great night for THT. He continues to just show that he's going to be in the mix come playoff time. He's going to be in the mix as the season progresses. Uh, he ends up with 17 points, six rebounds, and three uh, three assists. Here's THT. Hey, Taylor, how would you uh, describe just basically what the last 24-plus hours has been like for you guys as a team, learning obviously the news of LeBron. You're down two superstars, now three starters, uh, and then just having to come into a game in the midst of a back-to-back. Uh, yeah, you know, it was a quick turnaround, so uh, we kind of didn't know what was going to happen. So, we, you know, we went down today and film, and, you know, it kind of let us know what was going to, how everything was going to be. So, uh, we just, you know, like I always say, we're going to have the next man up mentality. So, just being able to, uh, you know, be ready is something that we're going to need. Uh, Frank just mentioned moments ago to reporters that this will be a great growth opportunity for you, and your teammates naturally already describe you as a sponge. But, Taylor, how would you kind of describe or quantify what – will be key during this stretch to make sure you maximize what's going to be ahead of you? Uh, just to pay attention and learn from my mistakes, you know, from everything game by game. Uh, you know, like you said, being a sponge is something that I got to keep doing, you know. Um, so just being able to, to do that is going to be good. Thanks, Taylor. Let's go to Kyle again, please. Hey, Taylor. Um, I know this is obviously a tough situation and you'd rather be a whole team, but is, is there a sense of freedom for you that comes with playing so many minutes, playing so many possessions, having the ball in your hand? Um, I wouldn't really say that, you know, of course, like you said, everybody wants, I want to play with those guys that are, you know, out. So just being able to uh, get the opportunity with them out, just, you know, it's just good. But also, I mean, I just want to, you know, can't wait for those guys. To do it. It, it, just to follow up, um, is, does any of this feel like your stint in the G League or do, does it just feel like heavier stakes, higher stakes? Um, I feel like for me it's higher stakes because, you know, we're, we're at, a, at a better level. So just being able to, uh, you know, lock in is something that I'm going to have to do. So. Dan Hey, Talon. It's been about two months now since you've been kind of in the rotation. Um, what, what do you think some of the biggest things you've learned in that stretch have been? And then what do you think some of the biggest things you can kind of take out of this next stretch will be? Uh, I'm still learning, you know, mostly on the defensive end, just, you know, trying to uh, make the right reads and, you know, make the right plays to help us win. Uh, you know, so like offensively, you know, just taking my time and, you know, getting to spots and learning. Uh, different reads to make is something that you know is going to happen for me. Tell with this group, 
uh, when LeBron and AD are out, who do you think you guys look to when you're on the court to either get organized or, or get energized or, or who is kind of the guy setting the tone and the tempo uh, for your group with uh, your two captains out? I feel like, you know, with, with those two guys out, it's kind of more of a, you know, I feel like everybody's getting more involved, you know, being more vocal. So just, uh, you know, with our two guys out, I feel like everybody got to pitch in to, pick, to make up for those two voices. All right, let's take last two, uh, starting with a follow-up from Dan. Taylor, LeBron say anything to you um, before the game tonight? Um, obviously knowing that you'd have the ball more and be in a bigger role. No, no, he didn't say anything. And Kahari Jones, please. Hey, what's going on, Taylor? I wanted to ask you uh, about just just a silver line with uh, AD and LeBron being out. You know, like like Frank said earlier, uh, the growth opportunity for you. You know, can you just elaborate more on that? Just a silver lining for you. Oh, uh, you said elaborate on on it more for being a growth experience for me. Yeah, yeah, just a silver lining that you know uh, AD and LeBron is out. You have this opportunity to really step up in the in the new role. Oh uh, yeah, I just felt like I just got to embrace it. You know, just like I said, you know, continue to keep learning. Because I feel like you know the learning curve for me is just it's more important at this at this time in my career. So um, you know I just want to take my time. You know, hope hopefully help the team get wins through spirit. All right, that's uh, Taylor Horn Tucker right there. He is the one player that I think you know in this whole process that I'm most excited about seeing get more minutes. Um, here's the reality: if Anthony Davis and LeBron James are both healthy. You're still going to see Dennis Schroeder. You're still going to see a ton of mantras. Harold Kuzma's going to get his minutes. Um, for the most part, those guys, it's not going to really affect them that much. Talonhorn Tucker, even though we're starting to see him play more, um, he becomes more actually of a focal point, more of a playmaker, more of a guy that they're depending on. So when I hear a coach say that the biggest opportunity is for THT, he's right. Now, how much this is going to obviously impact the Lakers, how much is this going to help Talon Horn Tucker 30 days from now, 60 days from now when we're in the playoffs, 90 days from now when you're in the second round or you're in the Western Conference Finals? That's all you know yet to be determined, but you got to just imagine it's going to help him. you got to imagine it's going to be effective towards his just his experience. And it's not like he's going up against nobodies. I mean, it's the Western Conference. So one night you're you're having to go up against Damian Lillard. The next night it's Chris Paul and Devin Booker running around. Um, that's the Western Conference, and you're only playing the best of the best. And if there's one player that probably benefits the most of getting these extra minutes, in my opinion, it's Taylor Horn Tucker. Uh, Lakers lose 111-94, to the final score against the uh, Phoenix Suns. When we come back, we'll hear from Montrez Harrell, led the Lakers tonight with 23 points and 10 rebounds. Montrez Harrell coming up next. This is the Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 111 to 94. Suns over the Lakers. This was uh, this was supposed to be a big weekend. Supposed to be a big weekend for the Lake Show. Coming in um, after that last win when the Lakers obviously started after the break 4-0. Feeling really good. Feeling really 
um, comfortable with where the Lakers were. And Anthony Davis, take your time to come back. And now how quick everything just changes on a Saturday afternoon. Um, it's going to be a tough stretch. And I will say, you know, this is an interesting week for the Lakers because not only do you have um, four more games, uh, they play Tuesday against uh, Tuesday against New Orleans, as I mentioned. Philly comes to town on Thursday, unfortunately, for both the Lakers and for Philadelphia. Uh, you're missing, you know, obviously your stars. Cleveland on Friday, and then a week from today, they got the Orlando Magic. So four games you're going to cram in here over the next uh, week or so. And the trade deadline, throw that into the mix. That's coming up on uh, Thursday. We'll see what happens in the buyout market. So the NBA is going to be very, very active. Whether LeBron James and Anthony Davis are active themselves, whether they're here. Let me actually, uh, one thing I wanted to point out. I don't know why, but I loved seeing, you know, Spectrum showed it. John and Michael were talking about it. You saw LeBron at the game. AD's at the game. Jared Dudley's at the game. There's something about that camaraderie. Um, it's almost symbolic in a sense that LeBron decides, yeah, I'm, I'm going up to Phoenix. And uh, Coach mentioned it, that talked to the training staff, all that. Okay, they were all fine with it. They're good to go. He's wearing that that boot that he has. But there's something about him just being at the game. And whenever he does come back on the floor, whenever AD does come back, it's it's still something that they're all together. They're obviously trying to grind out through the season. It was the shortest offseason in NBA history. They're coming off a championship. They've had their ups and downs so far this year. But to have LBJ there, I thought was, uh, yeah, for me, it, it meant something. All right, um, I do want to go to Montrez Harrell. Montrez Harrell led the Lakers with 23 points, 10 rebounds. Montrez uh, doing what he does. You give the man 30-plus minutes, he's going to deliver. He delivered again for the Lakers tonight, but not enough. Um, this Phoenix Suns team obviously taking advantage of the Lakers' uh, injuries. Here's Montrez Harrell. Hey, Trez, what's the what's the biggest challenge for you guys trying to figure out these new rotations, this new grouping uh, with the guys that are out? And how do you think that, how do you think you can measure progress uh, as you you know start to figure that out? Um, honestly, I feel like it's going to be a process in general, man. Um, you know, we're going to have to learn how to do a lot of different things and make up for a lot of different um, absences with guys being out. Um, you know, uh, Brian being out, AD being down, um, kind of just lost DJ. Um, as well. So, I mean, it's going to have to take uh, the whole team effort, man. Um, but, you know, it's going to have to be, uh, you know, one film uh, practice at a time, one practice at a time, you know, communication at all times. Man, it's going to take a lot. Um, not something that can really just happen overnight. Um, we just lost a run uh, last night in the tough back-to-back game, man. So, uh, we're still learning. Um, this is our first game. Um, I felt like we fought, uh, competed down to the end. Um, you know, they hit some mid-time shots. We know this team shoots the ball extremely well from three, um, and we didn't do a very well job of guarding that. Um, but, you know, I think this is, it was a good first test, man. Uh, we, we had instances where uh, we cut the lead down, uh, we made it competitive, man, but, you know, it's still a learning process for us. You know, without LeBron in the second half last night, you had a streak of eight straight makes, and then same thing tonight after your opening miss. What When you get into a rhythm like that, what are the ways that you're looking at the defense and the things that you're, you're trying to expose getting to the hoop? Uh, I'll be honest with you, man. I'm just playing and just taking what defense gives me. Right? I'm not trying to force anything. I'm not trying to um, go out there and prove something or, you know, trying to, you know, make it a statement that uh, that I should, you know, be doing this or, or be getting this, man. I'm just playing, playing the game and taking, uh, you know, what defense gives me. And, you know, my teammates do a great job of finding me and, and passing the ball, man. So I really just try to you know, make sure I finish for the for these guys, man. Um, that's real big around here. And, you know, these guys will look for you. They definitely 
um, find me in the various different ways on the basket, man. So I really just try to take pride in, you know, every time they throw the ball to me, I either catch it or I finish it. Okay, do we have any other questions for, for Trez? Please raise your hand if you do. Oh, it's a light night. Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. Kyle, right, right there. Oh. We got one? Yeah, we do. We got Kyle Goodman, if you're willing to come back. Come on, Kyle. No, don't wait, don't wait that long. Next time, though. That's not going for you. Thank you very much, Trez. Don't right, for you. Next time. Um, but, Trez, I, I was just wondering, what do you think it says about your culture that it, it was less than a 24-hour turnaround and you guys are – are kind of scrapping and it's a seven point game and in the fourth quarter do you feel like this is sort of a validation of the lakers culture in, in the face of challenges um i mean i feel like it is man but i feel like that's kind of culture that coach uh coach builds up in the locker room every day man uh, you know that next man that mentality um every guy being ready um because you know that's what it's going to take uh you know just throughout this year in general man um i definitely think that's something that we kind of figure out with you know just COVID. Um, being a big factor in all the games and all different uh, travel and uh, things that we do. So, I mean, at the end of the day, man, um, we knew that COVID was going to be a big issue coming into the season, man. But, you know, we know injury is always one of those things that play a part. So um, this is just basically like one of those COVID things. I mean, but it, it happens to be an injury. So we just got to deal with it and we just got to have the next man up and everybody be ready to go, um, you know, every time we come into the game. Trez, are you willing to stay for another one? Yeah, I guess I woke him up. Okay, Leonardo. Hi, Tres. Thank you very much for your time. Tres, what is the biggest lesson of this loss against the Suns? Um, we got to guard better. <laughs> I definitely think that's one of the biggest things that we can take away from this um this game. Uh, definitely in the first half, they were shown above fifty percent. Um, you know, not only from three, but you know, just from the field in general, man. So. Um, I, think, I think we just got to, you know, put a little bit more emphasis on the defense end of the floor, um, knowing what we kind of want to take guys out of and what we don't want them to get to. Um, and, you know, I definitely think we got to limit them to uh, one shot, you know, definitely a couple of long rebounds and a couple of offensive rebounds uh, definitely um, shifted uh, in their favor, 50-50 ball. So we definitely got to just clean those areas up. And, you know, I feel like we'll be, um, we'll be pretty good from there, man. Uh, we, we, got some, we got a lot of guys in this locker room who can score the ball in a various different ways. Um, you know, come off the bench, uh, guys that start, man. So, you know, I feel like we'll be pretty good there um, holding the score. And, I mean, still haven't um, – throughout this whole, you know, season, but I really feel like we haven't shot the ball from the three-point line, you know, anywhere capable of what we're, you know, able to. So, I mean, it's a lot of room to improve on both ends. All right, that's uh, Montrez Hale right there. Um, you know, one of the things Montrez mentioned, it was right, right towards the end about the three-point shooting um, – that part is – I like how he describes it as we know we got a lot more potential. We know we could do a lot better from the three-point line. You know, I em emphasize this to start off the post-game show. Those threes got to start falling from KCP, from Wesley Matthews, even from Kuz, uh, Dennis Schroeder. They're all going to have to fall. I mean, if, if you're going to have a night where you're going to win games without LeBron and Anthony Davis, you can't shoot 20% from three. You just can't. And the margin of error, obviously, the Lakers have is so incredibly small – when you're shooting that poorly from the three-point line. I'm not surprised Lakers lost to the Suns tonight. I don't think anybody is, but it's those other games. The game coming up on Tuesday against the Pelicans, that's winnable. You know, it's not like the Pelicans are sitting here as a powerhouse in the Western Conference. They're 18-24 and 24 on the season. 
Do they got guys that can contribute? Of course they do. Um, I was just looking, actually. New Orleans played Denver today, and Pelicans won that game. They won by five. Zion had 30. Brandon Ingram had 30. So they're capable of winning games. They're going to come into the game on Tuesday thinking they can win. But that's a winnable game, and if you're going to beat a team like the Pelicans, who's six games below 500, what you got to do is start hitting your three-point shots, and everybody's going to have to contribute. Uh, all right, Lakers lose to the Phoenix Suns, 111-94, the final score. Next broadcast, Tuesday. It's an early game. Pre-game show will start at 3 p.m. Tip-off will be at 4.30. We appreciate everybody tuning in. This is the Lakers. Uh, this is the Pizza at Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN.